Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. Today I want to use our time together to just share with you how God is taking the truth from the Word of God, the Word that I'm studying, that I'm memorizing and meditating on, and asking God to make that a part of my life. I want to take some of that truth and just share with you how God's making me better. I mean, isn't that what we want? We want to be better because being a better person means that we are a better reflection of Christ and a better witness so that the world can see the light, can see Christ, can see the Word being lived out through us. Perhaps this will help you in your walk, and I encourage you to share it with others, to help other people, because I tell you, that's what we need more. We need more light. We need more light. And I one time had just a, a thought of how one life chooses to live for Christ, and it lights up where you are, and then another home maybe lives for Christ and that home lights up and then there's enough homes the city lights up for Christ so and then the state lights up for Christ and that's why how it happens is one by one by one not just knowing the word but choosing to live the word and so it's when we become a Christian Christ life is in us and we identify as Christians we call ourselves by that name because now we are followers of Christ we reflect his life lived out through us and how do we do that we do it by the power of the Holy Spirit so often we hear about living for Jesus and now that we're saved and we love him But sometimes we lack the how. How do I do this? We know the word, but putting that word on life so that truly it's all about Jesus. And that's where the witnessing comes in. It's what we've been talking about. If you have been journeying with me in these podcasts, because we're to reflect Jesus in everything that we do so others see Jesus and they come to Jesus and they live for Jesus. See, it's one testimony passed on to the next testimony of what that looks like. And really, when it comes right down to it, our whole life is a testimony. It just depends upon what kind of testimony are you writing. And you, if you journal, you reflect your intimate times with God in the mornings, if you reflect on that, you can look back on your journal and see how much of a testimony you are for the world or a testimony you are of yourself, your flesh, or how much testimony is your life for Christ. Well, I want to talk more specific about how we can accomplish being that witness day in and day out. And truly having the desire to be that witness every day. So how do we do that? I tell you, I was on a trip one time. I was going to a Christian convention. And one morning in my prayer closet while I was away at this convention, 
God spoke to me through the word, Matthew 5, 15. As Christians, we don't light our lamp and put it under a basket, but we put it in a lampstand so it gives light to all that are in the house. I knew the moment that I read that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and God was saying that I was not to just be the light here where it's easy and a Christian convention, Christians all around, common, like-minded people where it may be a little easier, not just in my prayer closet when I'm alone with Father God or with my family if your family is a Christian or close friends, we are to be the lampstand. We're not to have our light hidden. We're to be the light to the world. So on my flight home from this Christian convention that I was at, I was so full of God. I mean, I'd had wonderful experiences in my prayer closet each morning before going off to the meetings that I had during the day. And during the day, I was surrounded by Christian speakers, other Christians, and people would stop and encourage one another. They would help one another. They would stop and pray with one another. It was incredible. It was a wonderful experience. And I heard and saw God work all week and was so full of the Word. But... As I was returning home, I took my bag. I was boarding the plane, and I carried it on the plane with me, and I was attempting to put my bag overhead. And it was so full, it would not fit. Now, coming, it fit, but going back, it just did not fit. And I had to make some major adjustments real quick. I wasn't able to put it overhead near where I was sitting, so I moved up the line a little bit, found a place for my luggage, and my suitcase was so heavy I could hardly pick it up and I was struggling I was struggling to get it overhead and right under where I was trying to put it was this young boy sitting with a cap on his head and it was pulled down to his eyes he was slumped in his seat and I thought for sure just any moment he saw me struggling I was afraid it was going to fall on him I was sure he was going to help me well, I tell you, he didn't budge. And I was about to say, well, some gentleman, but the Holy Spirit within me spoke to me and said, welcome back to the mission field. I will tell you immediately, I thanked God for reminding me what life is all about. It's to be the light to the world and not hide it in a basket, but be that lampstand wherever you are, even if you're around people that don't think like you and act like you or meet your expectations. You be the light. You live out the word so that people will see the word and come to Jesus. And I tell you, as I stood there thinking that, my response was, I was so kind to him, but it was only through the power of the Holy Spirit and not my flesh. And you see, so often, just as I was trying in my own power to put that suitcase overhead, we often try in our own power to be the light. And I will tell you, we cannot succeed like that. We cannot be the true witness of Christ if we try to do it in our flesh, in our own power. See, we know truth, 
but we don't let the Holy Spirit do the work. That is the key. We have to turn it over to the Holy Spirit in us to work it through us. And see, when we know truth and we don't let the Holy Spirit do the work and we interrupt and we take over, what happens is our light dims. And I am so afraid that what has happened in many homes, in many communities, and I just believe our whole nation, we have so let the light dim in our own individual lives that it's about to be snuffed out. So how do we get the ability to be the light to the world? How do we take it back? Well, we come right back to the Word of God, the Word that we have been looking at and speaking into in these podcasts for the last few weeks, Acts 1-8. Jesus told His disciples, it's the Word spoken to us today. You receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. There's an order to that. See, We need to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, and it needs to come upon us. It needs to bathe us, overshadow us. And then what's it going to do? It will command us. It will cause us to be His witnesses. The word power, see, when that power comes over you, it's dunamis is the Greek word, but it means being able, being capable See, God's at work in the life of you and me, the believer, which makes us capable to be that vessel that the Holy Spirit can bring forth miracles, can bring forth light, can bring forth His work, to bring forth the reflection of Jesus Christ. And so what we have to learn to do in our walk, and and God is just taking me deeper with this truth, is get out of the way, Joe, and let my power my power, the power of the Holy Spirit, do it through you. You're just simply the vessel that's going to radiate it. But as long as you try to use your power, your ability, think that you are capable of doing this, what do we do? We dim the light. We quench the Spirit, as the Word says. So how do we live in this power Well, we know that we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. I mean, Romans 8, 15 says that. When you receive the spirit of adoption when you cried out, Abba, Father. And the spirit himself that's in you bears witness with your spirit that you are who? That you are his child, that you're a child of God. And so the Holy Spirit came within you. And the life of Christ now lives in you. But every day, we ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? So that we don't walk according to the flesh. We live according to the flesh or or by the Spirit. That's how we walk. And Paul says, Ephesians 5, you're to be filled with the Spirit. Because we don't want to fulfill the desires of the flesh. We don't want to be a complainer. We don't want to murmur. We don't want to be negative. We don't want to be judgmental. We don't want to mess up. We don't want to look like the world, which you can dumb it down to one word, wicked, evil. We want to look like Christ. And the words that we say, the emotions that we experience, what we do, how we think. And so 
we're to be filled with the Spirit that's going to enable us to do that. And I tell you, I have to constantly remind myself, it's not me. It's not me doing the work. It's the Holy Spirit that will do it through me. And being filled is a continuous action. Continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit continuously is working through my life, working through your life, until we do something to disrupt that movement, that power of the Holy Spirit. And what happens then, we've usually resorted to using our own fleshly power, our own thinking, our own energies, our own abilities. Just yesterday, my husband had a very challenging day at work, very challenging. And my husband is a very uplifting person, doesn't tear people down with his words, emotions, He's always stepping back so that others can be first. Very seldom do you hear negativity come out of his mouth. You know, I think about that scripture, iron sharpens iron. And that's really what my husband does for me. Because see, it's easy for me to slip out into the thinking and the ways of the world and uh, you know, be negative. I see things that are bad and I might speak about the bad things, but Proverbs 27, 17 says that iron sharpens iron. So does a man sharpen the countenance. What's that? The company, the conversation of his friend. And that's what my husband Keith does for me. When I'm around him, it reminds me to be an uplifter, to be an encourager, to let my words edify, and to see the good. And if there is bad, you see bad, you just don't converse about it. You don't meditate on it. You don't harbor on it. So when I'm around him, I'm convicted of the times when I want to murmur and I want to complain. I want to get in the flesh. I might want to talk bad about a situation. I might want to be negative. It convicts me because of his countenance. That iron sharpens my iron I died of my flesh to do that, and I remember who I am in Christ. But yesterday, he had a very challenging day, and I could tell he was discouraged. Well, naturally, he didn't want to talk about that. He didn't want to harbor on the negative, on the hard things, the hardships. He didn't want to converse about that, and nothing seemed to be working out for him throughout that day. But after dinner, we went for a walk. And so we were just conversing. We were in a conversation about a matter. Nothing about his work. Nothing about my work. But I could tell we were not seeing eye to eye on this subject. He would state his opinion. I would state my facts about the subject. And the more he would state his opinion, the more I felt like I needed to state my facts about the subject. See, my flesh just jumped in and immediately wanted to be heard for the facts that I knew about the matter. Now, I could have continued to pursue that, but immediately I sensed the Holy Spirit within me was directing me not just to be silent, not just to zip it, Joe, and don't say another word about it, but I sensed the Holy Spirit was giving me an opportunity to speak words of encouragement to my husband. 
Now, I could have fed my flesh, said what I felt like saying, or I could allow the Holy Spirit to work through me and do something much more impactful than Joe could have ever done. And immediately I knew I was to speak to his heart and not his emotions. See, speaking to your heart is speaking deep down into the depth of them to meet an inner need. And Ephesians 4, 29 says, Our words are to edify. They are to uplift. They're not to tear down. And so putting aside my fleshly feelings, I wanted my words to show honor to him, to show respect to him. And see, when you speak to one's heart, it has potential to not only impact them, but also it can carry over to you. And that is exactly what the Holy Spirit was doing in that moment. If I chose to yield to the Holy Spirit and deny my flesh and to be light and to be a witness. And so I did. My response to the conversation was totally off subject from what we were talking. And I wove into the moment speaking a word of truth over him. And I'm telling you, in less than 60 seconds, the entire atmosphere changed. Now, was that Joe? No, I can't take a dab of credit for that. I just died to self. I totally got Joe out of the picture, and I let the Holy Spirit that God had filled me with flow through me and take over the moment and do what the Holy Spirit wanted to do at that moment. And you know what? The Holy Spirit became my teacher because Luke 12, 12 says that the Holy Spirit, who is your teacher, will teach you in the very moment, in the very hour, what you ought to say. And that is exactly what happened because that word of encouragement that I spoke to my husband's heart was not on my mind. Five, ten minutes before that. But the moment that I yielded to the Holy Spirit and allowed the Holy Spirit to flow through me, the Holy Spirit through me spoke words that changed the atmosphere. And you know what the Holy Spirit did for my husband? It became the spirit of life. Romans 8, 2 said he's the spirit of life through me. It like gave him life. There was an upbeat in him all of a sudden. I mean, he could step it up. And our walk, our walk got to a good, fast pace. Why? Because his heart had been ministered to. And the Holy Spirit met that through me when I chose not to walk in the flesh and yield to the Spirit and be light. And let the love of God minister through me to someone else who had a need. See, filled with the Spirit, you have to empty yourself. And you let the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit knows what to do in the moment. You don't. I don't know about you, but oftentimes I'm a stumbling block. Myself is a stumbling block. And I want to take care of myself. I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about my own needs, my own emotions, how I feel, what I want to happen. See, there's too much of self today. And not enough of the Holy Spirit flowing. There's enough Holy Spirit, but not enough Holy Spirit 
being flowed and released through us as believers. See, we got to recognize self. And I believe the sooner that we do, the quicker the victory. What? To be a witness. The Holy Spirit will direct us exactly what to speak, what Jesus would speak if Jesus himself were right here with us on earth today. That's how God wants our life to be. Because see what Jesus did, Matthew 3, 16 says that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit at baptism. And in the very next chapter, look what happened. There was a testing of yielding to the Holy Spirit. See, we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. But are we going to yield to the Holy Spirit? And Jesus was tested. He was tested immediately. And he never failed the test. Why? Because he was always one with the Father. Always one with the Father. And how was he to do it? He did it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not in himself, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what he says in Luke 4, 14 and 15. So, you just know that when you choose to be that light and you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and you desire to walk filled with the Spirit, there will be a test of whether you're going to yield now to that Holy Spirit. And as you yield to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit flows through you. If you obey, you pass the test. If you disobey, then what happens is we snuff out the light. It stops the flow of that Holy Spirit. You lack power flowing through you. You know, this flight that I was on coming home from the Christian convention, when I finally got my suitcase settled in the compartment overhead, I walked back to get in my seat, and I noticed that there was a man sitting in my assigned seat. But I told him that was okay. He was traveling with a friend, and he could just sit there, and I would just take his seat behind him. Just one row back. Well, the man talked the entire way on the flight back. And I don't mean he just talked. He talked so loud. We were in the back of the plane. I believe the people in the front of the plane could hear him. And he kept repeating his conversation to his friend. I have no idea what his friend was thinking. But I know what I was thinking. And I was so annoyed. It was annoying his behavior. And I got so annoyed at one point, I turned to my friend whom I was traveling with, and I said, I wish I had kept my seat. You see, I failed the test. The Holy Spirit wanted me to just be silent. The Holy Spirit didn't want me to come back with that negative word spoken. See, if the enemy of the flesh can keep you from flowing with the Holy Spirit... They can stop the miracle working power of the Holy Spirit through your life. And that's how miracles, that's how the life of Christ is truly lived out. By His power, not yours. And what happens is it diminishes us as a witness as Christians. I believe today in our world, in our homes, in our churches, and all over our communities, we got to start being the light. And what does that do? Day by day, we got to pray day by day by day, moment by moment, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Empty us of self. Why? So God can be glorified. We need so much more light 
We need so much more light. And it's not too late. Now is the moment. And it's how people that are lost can see Christ through us. We just need to submit to the life that is in us. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.